but he has tattoos, like prison tattoos, and one of shoulder blade says, smile now, <laughs> and the other shoulder blade says, cray later, C-A-R-A-Y, later. Oh my gosh. I'm Justin. And I'm Laura. And this is Count Time. From the inside. Hey y'all, uh, this week's episode will have a couple topics on it that are not suitable for young ears, so parents, please be advised, go ahead and maybe listen to this on your headphones instead of the car stereo, and with that, we'll get right to it. So you guys uh, wanted to talk about prison nicknames, yeah, go ahead. So do you have any prison nicknames that have followed you, or maybe a new one now? So I only had one nickname in the fed, that was Omaha. So people called me Omaha, super original, I know. I don't know where it came from, so I started at Forest City. Then once I got to Marion, Illinois, which is Southern Illinois, by Carbondale, and sort of like a, just very close to Paducah, actually Kentucky, so it's like you're right, right on the border. I was there for two years, and my nickname there was Omaha, and it was obviously given to me because I... She fell out of Omaha. You fell out of Omaha. I liked it. I actually liked the nickname, so I tried to keep it. I ended up going from there when they locked me up at that camp and shipped me to a higher security institution because I couldn't be trusted with not having a fence. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to Sandstone, Minnesota, and I tried to continue my nickname of Omaha there, but the unit that I ended up going to, there was already an Omaha there, and he was a child molester. So oh. I... Didn't want to continue my my uh, Omaha nickname there, so I went right back. Sometimes people call me Wit, so W H I T Wit. You know, my last name is Whitney. Um, yeah, Wit. That kind of is what replaced Omaha in Sandstone. However, I have heard some really, really interesting nicknames out there. Most of them are not going to be PG enough for me to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> So I was going to lead into that. I want to hear your best and your worst nicknames. Oh, I mean, I have them, but I mean, we have to give a, you'd have to put a little E in a box next to this uh, podcast. Yeah, that's fine. We'll do the E. I'll make a disclaimer. It'll be cool. So if you do have kids and you're listening to this podcast, just know that these names are inappropriate. (laughs) So, see, these are nicknames not of people that, like, I was associated with. They're not, like, friends of mine, just to be clear. They're just nicknames I've heard. Okay, so I how did you hear about these nicknames? There's a lot of, like, we've talked about a lot of prison lore, things that are passed down. So basically, every prison has a two-suit. And uh, if you go by the nickname two-suit, blah, 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 will blow you for two-suits. You know, so, like, <laughs> that's one nickname. But it's not real. Like, it's not an actual person because you don't get a two-suits in six different prisons. You know, like, there might very well be somebody that will blow you for two-suits. However... The actual person known as Two Soups is probably not not a real person. So a lot of times guys would just go by their last name. Let me think of some other nicknames. Maybe some that aren't terribly inappropriate. Did you ever ask your grandfather what his nickname was? I, he still hasn't called me. Um, and I know he, he usually only makes one phone call a day. And it's almost yeah. always to his sister. You know, so I, I can't fault right. him for that. So I went yeah. back to the comment you made, though. It almost sounds like sure. nicknames can sometimes be, like, their titles. Am I kind of getting that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah, and that's a great question, names. actually. Just to give you an example, like a title. So a title would be shot caller. So that's, you know, shot caller, somebody that calls the shots. This is the person that just based on either 
strength or longevity is the person in charge. Typically, all they're in charge of is the TV. <laughs> but in actuality, uh, you know, like, so in the beds, I'll just give you my own example. So I show up in the in the unit after a 16-hour horrible bus ride, which I will do an entire episode on this bus ride one time. After that bus ride, I show up at Forest City, and I'm in Arkansas, and I go through what they call R&D, which is receiving and discharge, which is basically like when you show up and when you leave and you go through R&D and what they do is they do all your vitals everywhere you go every person you go they're gonna you know categorize you by you know custody level gang affiliations whatever they find out where to place you okay where can we house this person as far as you know we can't put somebody who's a viceroy you know running with the GDs or you know any of these gangs you know you gotta be careful of that right. however in Forest City you don't have to be as careful because it's the law so, so they send me to this unit I was in Helena unit in Forest City, uh, and these units are named after towns in the area. Nice little uh, kitschy thing that the prison system has going for it. <laughs> so I show up, and I'm placed in this cell, and I'm going, and I'm looking for myself. I am about to go into the room that I'm assigned to, and somebody, a white dude, roughly my age or just around, you know, mid-30s probably, been there a long time, covered in tattoos, is like, oh, no, here, you're not going to go in there. We have another room for you. And I'm thinking immediately, like, oh, when I get in trouble, you know, like, when I've been assigned to this particular cell, now I'm going to get in trouble because I'm going somewhere else. No, he's like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. You, we can't, you can't, you can't house with this person. And that's because this person is a child molester. We don't affiliate, obviously, with child molesters or rapists or anybody involved in a sexual crime. So you can't have any kind of interaction with them. Like I've said before, and I believe it was the uh, end of our first episode, you know, you ride with them, you might as well be one. That's kind of like what the shot caller would do. I don't really think, as far as nicknames, that there's really any other kind of stature or any other, like, rank um, that I recall, you know, or title that anybody would have. Can you explain being in charge of the TV? In the feds, you don't have TVs in your cells like you do in the state. So there are TV rooms. In each TV room has a specific race assigned to it. So there's the white TV room, there's the black TV room, there's the Spanish TV room, and there's the Texas Mexican TV room. So, you know, you've got four usually TV rooms in every unit with their own TVs. The feds is extremely segregated. Do inmates kind of gravitate that way on their own? I think that it's just always been done that way. I mean, I knew that the prison system was fairly segregated in that sense. Yeah. It doesn't have seem to me from past conversations with my grandfather specifically that it's a racism thing for everybody. I know, like, for example, when my husband and I got married, yeah. I had family members who were not happy. We we're an interracial couple. And I knew that the prison system is a little more segregated than the rest of the world. So I asked my grandfather if I could bring my new husband to come and meet him. And I said, hey, I should probably tell you he's black. Is that okay? Are you going to have a problem? And he was just so surprised by it. Like, no, of course not. I don't care. But again, I knew kind of the backdrop. It's, it is more separated in prison. You know, like if a black guy wanted to come in your TV room and watch a show, there's not, they're not going to be turned away. Same as a white dude walking into the black TV room to watch a show. It just works that way. It's better organized just to keep it that way, and nobody has a problem with it. It's the same the way in the chow hall. 
you don't eat with other races, you eat with your own race. So the white people have their own space, the black people have their own space, the Mexicans have their own space, and the Asians, very few of them are just sort of intermingling, you know, <laughs> like throughout. Yeah, it's interesting to hear. Anyway, we're getting off topic per usual. Back to nicknames. Something kind of funny, maybe? I'm in here with a guy. He is a stand-up comedian. And he's fucking hilarious. I'm like, sorry. Guy, you have like, a stand-up the... comedian buddy in there? I do. <laughs> oh, it <that> makes <laughs> me so happy. <laughs> Call him Matlock. And he's just funny as fuck. And anyway, so him and I work out together. And we have another guy that we work out with as well. And he's this Mexican guy. Uh, his name is Chapo. In Spanish means shorty. You know what I mean? So, But he's mm-hmm. tiny. He's hilarious. He's covered for the tattoos. Basically, he's got a nice hold, like immigration's hold. And so he's just sitting here waiting. But he has tattoos, like prison tattoos. And one of shoulder blades says, smile now. <laughs> and the other shoulder blade says, cray later. C-A-R-A-Y later. <laughs> oh and so we always look at him like, Chapito, smile now. Pray later, or then he just laughs because he has no idea, like what he got on him. So I mean, but he's such a good, decent person. All he probably has been picked up on is like an open container, but he doesn't have papers, so they put an ice hold on him, and now he's going to get deported. And he, so he just sits and waits. He waits months and months and months and months. This is your average, you know, detainee in a county jail, just waiting for a year, pretty much, and then they just get deported for a minor infraction. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. And another thing I wanted to talk about was, did I ever mention anything about inmate.com? No. Okay. Well, this is epic, and I can't believe I've never mentioned this, but there is no inmate.com. Like, don't go out there and there probably is. <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere online. So, inmate.com is basically the news according to gossip that has traveled down from prison to prison, inmate to inmate. You know, basically, when you get on a yard or something and we hear they're going to shake us down tomorrow. So, that's inmate.com. So, it's basically something that somebody is coming up with. But the most hilarious part about this is you could literally go and tell somebody something and it would be all over the yard within 15 minutes. And I'm not talking about just at this prison. It would be all over everywhere. If it was juicy enough, it's going to go all the way to the top. I mean, high school gossip is nothing compared to a bunch (laughs) of men uh, coming up with different stories or rumors and rumors being passed down from person to person and they've taken on a life of their own. It's hilarious. You talking about inmate.com kind of makes me want like to segment out something like, hey, for the first five minutes, what is your inmate.com news flash (laughs) of the day? (laughs) For sure. And I thought about it. I was like, I can't believe I haven't talked about inmate.com. Inmate.com is the most reliable source for news that travels in the prison systems in the United States. For instance, here's a good example. Stuff coming down from the Supreme Court. (laughs) So, like, when you get to the feds first, you get indicted, and they're like, yeah, you're going to do 87.7% of your time. And Oh, but they're changing the law, and then this is what the new law is going to be. They're cutting the time in half. You're going to do only 65%, blah, 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 blah. And it all just kind of comes to a point where you're like, every person I go to, they tell me that this is going to change. But nobody of any kind of... Uh, stature or actual knowledge of the situation <laughs> ever is involved. So you're just relying on gossip between one person and another person. When I was in Forest City, Arkansas, I heard that my time was going to be cut in half four months into my sentence. So I'm like in my sentence and dude from a couple cubicles down from me goes, oh yeah, 
They've already enacted this new good time law. As long as you're programming, they're going to cut your sentence in half. You're only going to do about another two years. And I was like, wow, really? And then I, of course, passed that down to the next person and then the next person and then the next person. Mm -hmm. And by the time it gets around, nobody's doing any time. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody ever does. And it's just a matter of keeping hope alive. You know, like that's what people thrive on. You have to thrive on hope, even if it's false hope. At least it's something, you know, because... False hope is better than no hope, in my opinion. I'd rather believe something my entire life and then be wrong in the end. So I'd rather have false hope than no hope, personally. But that's kind of my view on life anyway. I've always been kind of a glass half full kind of guy. Never want to believe the negative. I've always looked at the positive. Like, oh yeah, this is what I'll probably get. And I'm crushed every time. Smile now, cray later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, I forgot to say say another thing. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. And this is a bit inappropriate. However, this should be a good way to deter you from going to prison. And you can ask your grandfather about this one at uh, OCC because there's a guy in OCC named old Toes Jones. (laughs) And Toes Jones will trap you in a mop closet and basically get off looking at your feet. So he's real, though. I've met this guy. (laughs) That guy's real. The two soups heard about in countless prisons. And, I mean, soups are only a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Join us on Facebook via Count Time Podcast, hashtag True Prison Podcast, hashtag Counting Us All. Produced by Daniel Argerbright and Laura Leatherwood. Music by Matt Williams and Elliot Torres. Art by Nick Chalupa at Hikari Studios. Thank you for listening, and just remember, we're all your neighbors.